Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town. Misleading marketing gets called out for what it is. And you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. You hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. When we hear the term oxidation, many of us think about rusting metal or corrosion on our cars. Oxidation goes well beyond that in the feed industry. Today, we will hear about the detrimental effects it has on today's poultry and livestock feeds. I'm joined by Dr. Vanessa Seri, who works with the Kemen's Monogastric Technical Service Team. Dr. Seri joined Kemen in 2015, and in her time at Kemen, Dr. Seri has been an integral part of developing the poultry research, sales support materials, and field sales technical support for the Kemen's poultry team. Dr. Iseri earned a Bachelor of Science in Animal Science from the University of California, Davis, a Master of Science in Agriculture from California Polytechnic State University, and a PhD in Animal Biology with a focus in Nutrition and Immunology from the University of California, Davis. Welcome, Dr. Iseri. Why is managing oxidation critical to livestock operation? So although oxidation is certainly a common concern, when we think about fat or lipid quality, we also forget about the role of oxidation and and what it plays in animal health. Certainly under normal conditions, multiple biological systems work in in a very um, interrelated manner to manage reactive oxygen species. However, other components, other outside environmental stresses, such as um, enteric challenges, feeding oxidized lipids can really alter an animal's metabolism. So certainly, uh, which can lead into internal oxidative stresses and certainly um, having an impact on the animal's overall performance or efficiency. What is oxidation? So oxidation is a, um, a process in which free radicals break down unsaturated fatty acids. And so as a result of that, you get different types of contaminants that are released, such as peroxide and aldehydes. And so these contaminants can have an impact on feed quality. Um, so, but yet the rate of oxidation of fats in oils is really influenced by different types of factors, such as oxygen, heat, um, the presence of metal ions, as well as light. So when we think about oxidation, we have to take into consideration that oxidation can't be undone. You can't go backwards or take it away. So once oxidation has occurred in feed ingredients, you have to find um, a way to manage um, the effects of oxidation in the feed. What are the sources and impacts of oxidation on feed quality? So one of the primary concerns of oxidation is that it affects the fat. So we talked about how um, it, the free radicals break down and saturate the fatty acids. When, when you do that, you do one of two things. You change the overall energy value of that particular fat. And sometimes in certain cases with certain species, you can change the palatability of the diet. 
So certainly with the certain sources that are affected by oxidations, so fats and oils certainly come to mind. Those are the common ones that we think about. Um, but in addition to that, you have byproduct meals such as flaxseed or rice bran um, that can be oxidized and certainly have an impact on, on the feed quality of your particular formulation or diet. But one thing that probably is not common to what people understand is that even fat-soluble vitamins are potential sources of oxidation. Although they're vitamins, they are fat-soluble. And so that's the, um, that rule still applies to lipids and free radicals breaking down those particular lipids. And so the impacts of oxidation on feed quality really... Um, from the intestinal level or what the animal is exposed to, free rattles can lead to, eventually lead to internal oxidative stress when exposed to low quality fats. Can you tell us more about internal oxidative stress? Yeah, so in a healthy animal, um, certainly internal oxidative stress is minimized, but by certain metabolic types of systems. However, you know, to give you some background, the mitochondria, which are really the organ within the cell that produces energy. As a result, producing that energy, um, they also produce reactive oxygen species. And so certainly the body compensates for that high level of reactive oxygen species being produced by the mitochondria by, um, by having different types of systems, um, antioxidant enzyme systems. Um, that are within the cell, for example, superoxide dimutase um, helps to kind of minimize um, the, the negative impact that reactive oxygen species can play in the body. So the overall production of reactive oxygen species, certainly which plays into the whole internal oxidative stress, can really alter the metabolism of the animal and certainly can create circumstances where inflammation can occur. And so both of those components, the internal oxidative stress, the other components of inflammation and mostly and probably enteric challenges may lead to negative impacts on overall uh, intestinal health of the animal. What are the impacts of oxidative stress on animal health? So oxidation or oxidative stress can lead from those reactive oxygen species that we talked about can damage lipids, which are really important and primary component of lipid cell membranes, which are part of the cell. And certainly a great example of this would be, you know, the epithelial cell layer of the small intestines are composed of cells and their cell membranes are composed of lipids. So if you get to a point where you have a high level of internal oxidative stresses or high level of reactive oxygen species that are in the environment, that can damage the epithelial cells and create um, an environment where you have leaky gut, for example. And so that just opens up the internal environment to any sort of components that can come into the internal environment of the host. Um, in addition to that, once you damage the epithelial layer, you can also hinder or stop proper absorption of key and nutrients such as fat-soluble vitamins and minerals, for example. A way in which you kind of can combat that is by using natural antioxidants such as vitamin E and vitamin C that can be used to protect those cell membranes that we talked about. Um, that can be damaged as a result of those reactive oxygen species. 
So what factors should producers consider to better manage oxidation and oxidative stress? So, yeah, I mean, certainly when you talk about oxidation is really purchasing, you know, high quality ingredients. Um, If you purchase, you know, fats that are low quality, you're going to come up on issues where there's oxidation that is occurring and you can't reverse that process. And so really looking into the time of storage, whether or not heat is applied to that particular fat and really understanding um, the stability and how you are handling that fat is certainly going to be important when you're trying to, to manage oxidation. When it comes to managing oxidative stress, certainly trying to minimize those life production stresses that particular animal is in, whether it's minimizing heat stress, um, minimizing those enteric challenges, uh, mycotoxins um, that are found in the feed can all create an environment where it can damage the intestinal barrier system or minimize the utilization of key ingredients in both livestock and poultry. Tell me a little bit more about how antioxidants can help manage uh, oxidation in fats, oils, and feed. Yeah, so antioxidants really work or their mode of action is really to quench these free radicals um, that we talked about that can really damage those fatty acids or those fat-soluble vitamins. And so commonly used antioxidants that are out there, the synthetic ones, include BHA, BHT, TBHQ, but there's also natural types of antioxidants that are out there like tocopherols that are also used. But it's important for producers to understand that all antioxidants don't perform equally. There are differences between synthetics and naturals, um, as well as as well as in between each of those those groups. And certainly, it's important to also understand that there's different types of antioxidant systems. Um, certainly, you want to have the right blend of antioxidants for a particular fat. But you also want to make sure that you have a metal chelator in that antioxidant system. You know, we talked about before how metals can increase the rate of oxidation or be a component for that oxidation. So, Vanessa, that's been a very comprehensive uh, look at oxidation. Do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to share? Yeah, so producers know that certainly oxidation is a major um, source of the fat quality. Um, that they are utilizing for their diets for the animals. But certainly, you know, oxidation can be looked at in much more broader spectrum. Um, Oxidative stress is also part of the story and certainly impacts many different types of biological systems in an animal, whether you're talking about metabolism, immunity, or intestinal integrity. So certainly, Controlling those factors that influence oxidation in feed is kind of the first important step in order to minimize the oxidative stress. Um, And really the best way to protect your fats and oils and um, certain other types of feed ingredients is to have an effective antioxidant system. And so that antioxidant system should include a blend of antioxidants to absorb those free radicals that we discussed a metal chelator, and certainly an oil-based carrier or surfactant, for example, to allow for better mixing within the matrix or within the feed matrix. So, you know, Kemen certainly has more than over 50 years of experience in antioxidant research and development. 
And certainly we have a very large portfolio for the different types of needs that our customers have. Well, um, Vanessa, you know, I'd like to thank you and uh, uh, Kevin Industries for joining us today. And I encourage our listeners to tune in next week to see what's on tap in animal agriculture.